Hey y'all, Treasury here with Picture Me Living, and I got a guest here, Mr. Greg. Hey y'all, what's going on? Greg, uh, Greg F. And let's see, on Instagram, G4 Rockstar, R-O-K-K-S-T-A-R. How you doing? Okay, I got an icebreaker for you. I ain't tell you this. Okay. Top five karaoke songs, go. Ooh. Usher Burn, uh, Fantasia, When I See You, mm. um, let's see, number three, End of the Road, uh, Boys to Men, okay. number four, uh, for some reason, Chicks, I always like Tony Braxton, so some whatever Tony Braxton song, put that in there for number four, <laughs> and number five, you gotta do Poison to get motherfuckers up, and for... Uh, um, just for honorable mention, because Razzle-dazzle. because you know um, the the other side might be listening, but for uh, one of their songs, what's what's that? How that shit go? Don't don't stop believing. There you go. Yeah. There you go. See, there it That's is. Shit, yeah. Top five plus one. Boom. We okay, in hold on. I got so many questions from that. <laughs> uh, any Tony Braxton song? No, not any. I just. <laughs> I don't listen to her enough. Just to... another sad love song? No, that's too sad. Okay, like, I'm about to say. It's, um... Oh, Seven Whole Days might be... It might have no, me ready to fight. From you? Yeah. Yeah, not one day. Seven Whole uh, Nights. Oh, shit. I cannot think of the name <laughs> of it. Unbreak My Heart? No, that's way too sad. We When you at karaoke, you getting drunk and, and that shit. That is why I had a question about that. Any Tony Braxton song? Yeah, okay, okay. Not any Tony Braxton song. It's uh, not man enough for me or some shit like that. Was he it wasn't man? man enough for me. It's pretty good. There you go. Because she right. got range with that one. We're going to put that one in there. Because okay. the singers think they can sing on it and they come yeah. with the... There you go. Yeah. Right. With, the, with the voice. Yes, yes. <laughs> I knew that that would really surprise you. So, mm. Greg is karaoke king. No, no, no. I actually might title this karaoke king. Mm. You kill karaoke Tuesday every Tuesday night at the spot. Nah, nah, nah. You pigeonholed me. You pigeonholed <laughs> me. So, not that I'm a karaoke king. It's that my personality... Is I can go in a room and I can make friends in an empty room. It's the craziest. I'm that telling sound. you, you are a karaoke king. <laughs> you know every word. You grab the mic. The DJ is waiting for you. It's like when you walk in slow motion, <laughs> and <then laughs> they hand you the mic. Like one time, me and Jessica was totally ready for our song. We was gonna do WAP. I was gonna be uh, Cardi B. She was gonna be uh, Megan. Meg, yeah. But you walked in and they just were like sit down. <laughs> Greg is here. <laughs> Greg is in the building. Nah, I mean, actually, so one of the things that helps me out is coming up. So I got, so I tell people I got a couple fathers. Not that my mama ain't no hope. I just got, mm-hmm. I got <laughs> men that raised me right or whatnot. Oh, yeah. So my dad, he was, so I'm from Chicago. So my dad, mm-hmm. house music, hip hop. You know, 70s stuff. Okay. My mom like disco. Okay. My stepfather, bonus dad, ain't no step in our family. But okay. him, he listened to, you know, like Doobie Brothers, this, mm-hmm. that, and the third. So getting all that, getting all that in as I listen to music or whatnot, mm-hmm. when I grew up, I just, 
I inhaled all of it or whatnot. Okay. And then I, I DJ as a... I yeah. saw that, yeah. Yeah, so that's that's pretty much what that... What so that you know all from. the words of almost every song. <laughs> because even when I think I know all the words, because yeah. in my car, uh-huh. you can't tell me I'm not this artist. Oh. But at karaoke, so we did a song together and I was totally drunk. We did, uh... What did we do? Uh, Chicken Head. Woo, woo, chicken, chicken. <laughs> Boy, please. And listen, <laughs> I just knew I was LaChat until she got to the, the end part. And I'm just like, wow, what did she say? And everybody's looking at me and I'm just like, and uh, you took the mic from me and you finished. <laughs> He's like, girl, you fucking up my song. Give me, give me this microphone. Oh man, yeah, nah, 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 man. I just, I think I just like having fun, man. Like one thing I always tell folks is, whenever we drinking, like if I come up to you and we got shots, and like one, two things, we always got to drink some. If you don't drink the some, it's bad luck. But okay. Two of the things I always say: one is, may the rest of your days be the best of your days, mm-hmm. and two, find joy in the journey. So. Wow. Me saying those two things, it's like over if and over I'm, again. Yeah, if I'm at a karaoke spot, you know, a motherfucker sitting down, like I, I was cracking up with Jay one day. You know, Jay hates me for my rendition of Fantasia. And I said, <laughs> Hey, I said, if ain't nobody gonna get up, y'all gonna get these notes. I don't give a fuck how they come out, but y'all gonna get these motherfuckers. <laughs> we gonna have fun. Yeah, so yeah, it's about man, it's about fun, man. So let me ask you this like the it's club a- culture has changed, right? And mm-hmm. so how old are you? I am 43 years old. Okay, so you've witnessed the old Atlanta. You've witnessed the dancing. And you've also witnessed the cool mm-hmm. contest where, you know, let's all buy bottles and stare at each other mm-hmm. and invite the baddest bitches that's going to always also stare at the other women in the club. Everyone's staring at each other. Yep. So that's why I enjoy karaoke night because uh. it's like... We're really having fun. We may not have a dance floor, but we're really enjoying each other and letting loose, having these shots of tequila, and it's just fun. It's reminiscent of a real club. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, um, speaking of, um, so I got to Atlanta. I've been in Atlanta on and off since 1997. Uh, Actually, the first time I was here was 96, so I did get old Atlanta. I got mm-hmm. Transition Atlanta, then I got BMF Atlanta, mm-hmm. all the way to New Atlanta. So, okay. um, favorite time was BMF Atlanta because that was oh, just yeah. a fucking movie. They invented the, you know, make it rain. They, yeah, all it, of that's it. when they had Tigers at Compound and all yeah. that stuff. So, yeah. that was, I would say that was the best time with like Club Vision and all that. Yeah. But, like you said, the one thing that disappoints me with New Atlanta is. It's like, if I don't take a picture, then was I really here? And it's mm-hmm. like, y'all don't realize, like, when we were coming up or whatnot, it was, nigga, I can go to the club and fucking jogging pants and a t-shirt or whatnot. Yes. And, yeah. you know, we in a, we throwing bowls. Yeah, you come out, we, you come out sweating. You get in your, things yeah, happen. you getting in your car and you like, oh, we about to get stuck on Peachtree. See what else is lit, you know? So, I'm a part of that, too. I'm not the take a picture to show that I was here though. But I was back in the old Atlanta with my camera like this, like mm-hmm. one of them old cameras. I was the friend taking pictures. Oh. Because I oh. picture me living. So I enjoy taking pictures. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. yeah, there was some things that, you know, there are pictures that I have that would never go on social media though. So <laughs> let, let's be very clear. Like I still live in the moment. 
Oh, yeah. But um, I get it. There is a difference. There are girls showing up in the outfit just to take the picture, just to say that they were there tonight. But honestly, even with that being said, I think I think with everything, there's a shift because um, as we're still sitting in the if I don't take a picture, it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. A lot of motherfuckers just get tired of that and just like, yo, I just want to go somewhere and let loose. Like yeah. like uh, we go to you see me walk yeah. in, you know, like you said, ain't no dance floor. But yeah. I mean, one time it was like, Greg, get off the furniture. <laughs> you know, like I. Yeah, like I, I literally, I'm standing on, on one of their booths and I'm thinking I'm H Town or some shit. And they like, yo, Greg, chill out, chill out. This ain't that restaurant. And I'm like, oh, my bad, my bad, y'all. So, a dance floor. But, That's how Finn and Feathers is for me. Like, it's no dance floor at all, but I know we're going to have a good time in this little bitty bar. We're going to have a good time. That's all that matters, man. As long as you find joy in the journey, I'm telling you, you when you walk away from this, if you. If you wake up and you say, I don't know what's going to happen today, but in all things, I'm going to find joy. That's all that matters. There it is. Yeah. We only got one time around this thing. Unless you like Buddhist or believe in reincarnation. <laughs> but then you might come back as like. I a, slick do believe in reincarnation, but I don't. You might come back as a frog or yeah, a fly. And then I'm not going to enjoy this right here. Like I slick feel like I want to have a guest where I talk about stuff like this too. Like silly shit. Not necessarily silly to some people, but like conspiracy theories and reincarnation. Mm. So like I feel like in the seventies I was a bass guitarist and I did a lot of cocaine. <laughs> and, and I lived the fuck out of my life. I yeah. partied the whole seventies. So you wanna know what's crazy about you saying that? What? Literally when I was coming up, I would always have recurring dreams about the twenties. I'm really? talking like the roaring twenties, like zoot suits That's and all that believe, shit. I believe in that. Yeah, and it was like it, it was so vivid that it, it would just be like I had to be here before. Like yeah, like reincarnation ain't part of our religion or part of Christianity or yeah. whatnot. But I'm still sitting there like. Yo, my spirit had to be here before yeah, because no, that's here. too vivid. Yeah. You know, I'm thinking like cobblestone streets and like, I don't know if you remember the old Janet Jackson video. It was like, all right, yeah. all right with me. That video. <laughs> but it, it literally was like that picture uh-huh. in my mind in dreams. And it was just like, had to be here before. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah. So, no, nah, it's funny you said that. Yeah. No, I'm serious. I'm, I'm so serious about that. 70s bass guitarist. I know exactly what I was doing. Table full of cocaine. Oh, you was getting pussy. I, I, boy, what's <laughs> Boy, I wasn't playing ooh, with it. I'm telling you. Ooh, wee. Rick James came over Man. to you. Said, <laughs> shit, Tracy Reese. Yeah. Get some pussy. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I was definitely, that's where I was in my past life. Mmm, mmm, mmm. I feel you. Okay, so what do you do for a living? All right, so I'm actually. In cybersecurity, I've been in the cybersecurity field for what the past twelve years, maybe. Mm-hmm. Started off as started off as customer support, went to sales, then went to operations, and then now I'm back to just account management. So, cybersecurity is what is the nine to five and gives me the health benefits. Yeah, and DJing is the hobby that pays me. So. Oh, okay. I do both of those. Feels your soul too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. trying to um trying to pick up one more thing or whatnot, you know, just just to uh fund my Delta trips because clearly, <laughs> clearly, 
clearly I do not follow all the Instagram posts where it's like, do this, get 500,000 sky miles. So I need to do something to fund my trips. Well, we've tried to do the podcast before and you've been traveling. So you travel a lot. You travel more than the average person. (laughs) That So that recently just started. Okay. Excuse me. So when's your next trip? What's today? Tuesday? Mm -hmm. Thursday? (laughs) <laughs> to where? <laughs> to where? Going to Cabo. Okay. Yeah. So. I love Cabo. So see, so uh, it started off late for me, and the reason I say it started off late for me, full disclosure, you know, I got four kids, pull out games, weak as fuck, mm. you know, wow. but four beautiful children, you know, my okay. oldest is twenty eight, youngest is seventeen. Okay. He's about to be eighteen, but in that time, you know, did a little marriage, did a little divorce or whatnot, but in that time, it was. Raising a family. So it was was a family of six, you know, Mm -hmm. seven if you include the mother-in-law. So within that span of time, it was just, I never got a chance to get out as much as I wanted to. It was, I didn't have any regrets, but you always had it in my mind. Like, I want to do this. I want to do that. And you had to put it off. Yeah. 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 I had to put it off and, you know, just real talk because everybody on the gram is millionaires. I wasn't fucking millionaire, you know? So, yeah, yeah, so, you know, so literally it's, let me just raise these kids, you know, raise them to be good people or whatnot. Let's make sure it's always roof over the head. But with that being said, a lot of stuff got cut out. Some of that stuff that got cut out was travel. So once the separation and the divorce came, it was just like, nigga, your youngest child is 17, you're 40 years old. You know, I call it, if somebody asks me my age now, I'll be like, I'm 40 me. Cause I'm like right now, I get to be I get to be real selfish with my time, yeah. real selfish with yeah, yeah, yeah. just all the things that I didn't do. Um, yeah. I've traveled to, I've been to like Dubai. Everybody been to Cancun, been to London, um, been to the regular shit and in the U.S. But that was from the college years or whatnot. But now I'm just right now I'm literally just on a mission to. I'm not on a mission to like find myself or anything like that. No existential shit like that. Mm-hmm. But it's literally like, okay, I'm enjoying myself. I make good money. Then I get to spoil myself, you right. know? So like, right. like on the docket for this year, I just I just came back from South America. Oh okay. um, Cartagena. I'm watching a lot of locked up abroad right now and South America, boy. And it's it's fun. You'll be okay. It's alright. I mean, I I've gone to South America and I'm gonna go back. It's just that I'm watching so much locked up abroad. It's like, please double check your suitcase before you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just don't airplane. don't don't stuff nothing in your titties and double check your suitcase <laughs> and you'll be all right. If you're gonna do yeah. if you're gonna do anything, do it while you're there. Just don't bring it on the plane. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. But yeah, like so. So like, what's your favorite trip? I guess. Uh oh, real talk, my. F- I had two favorite trips, okay. and if those two people see this shit, they're gonna be like, "Oh, that nigga talking about me." <laughs> <laughs> Please send it to them. My, everybody to leave a review. My two favorite trips: one was to Puerto Rico, okay, and the other was uh, no bullshit Panama City Beach, and okay. and and not because of the environment. I mean, well. Panama City Beach, uh, low key. That's one of the best beaches. Like, yeah. Destin, that whole yeah. strip right there. I was about to say, like, if you. The sand is so soft. It's you like take the right picture, you'll be like, 
are you still in the United States? Yeah. I was like, yeah, actually, uh, I am. That's one of the best beaches. Yeah, so those literally were two of my best trips. And it wasn't, but I mean, the environment was great, but it's because of the company that I kept yeah. within the trip. So okay. those are two of the best. And now I'm just trying to trying to get it in. <laughs> yeah. Get more trips. Turn up. Let's go. <laughs> get it. <laughs> so you well, said something profound, though, that I don't want to skip over. Um you said you put off, and mind you, four kids. That's a lot. I, I'm, you know, I'm at my cusp of financial obligatory purchases with one kid. Four, <laughs> uh, I probably would not have went to Africa early this year. Mm. Uh, one is enough. Especially we lost our bags in Africa. I had to buy clothes for myself and mainly him. Like I can't imagine four mm. suitcases getting lost. But anyway, um, that's kind of what I preach here. Like, I I have a priority of traveling, right? Okay. Like, transparency, my HVAC downstairs didn't get fixed last summer. It's probably not going to get fixed this summer. <laughs> but my ass is going to be out on somebody's beach. You said it's hot in my house. Let me Man. go to the beach. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm going to be hot, I'm going to be hot at right. the beach. But no, like, I just prioritize travel a little bit different. Because everybody not blessed to make it to 43. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if I put it off, now you are blessed, obviously, and you're enjoying life. Mm-hmm. But, like, what if I'm not and I put all of that off and I didn't get to enjoy my time up to this point? Yeah, absolutely right. And so that's how I think of stuff like that. Like, how can I fit in something? Even if it's not like a trip to Dubai. Where can I drive real quick? You just said Panama was your yeah one of my favorite favorites. beaches. Like yeah. we can drive there in five hours. Yeah. So and like going off of what you said, one, please be fiscally responsible. Don't yeah. Don't, don't listen to me. <laughs> but but to still listen to you, um, the other thing I'm I used to always financial advisor. Fuck that. With that being said. <laughs> One, you're going to die owing somebody. So that shit don't matter. Two, one thing I would always tell people when they're trying to make decisions or whatnot, I said, no great story begins with this one time when I was at work. So with you, no great story is going to be, yo, this one time when I went to get my HVAC fixed, no great story is going to begin like that. (laughs) So. And during the summer, um, I don't really have company anyway. And we come sit upstairs. We, we my podcast room is upstairs. Um, mm. I don't really, and it it'll get fixed. That's the thing. It's mm-hmm. I've owned a home before. I'm gonna own a home again. So that's gonna come and go. But this flight deal to Portugal is probably not gonna last. And then let me tell you the other great thing about that. See, everything is about our network or whatnot. Me and you, we we're cool. We chill. Uh, we see each other at the bar, we chill, high five, what's up, get a drink, keep it moving. What you don't know, my homeboy does HVAC, you know? And this nigga, hey, he's, yeah, like, like dead <laughs> ass, like he's good with it or whatnot. He be like, yo, Greg, send me references. You know what you the know? thing is? I need people that are honest, especially like as a single mom, people will come in here and diagnose with HVAC. And once I realized that, once I was like $2,000 into that, I was like, you know what? It's not going to get fixed. Not this summer, not next summer. Because people would come in and be like, oh, she here by herself. So I'm just going to patch this up. Yeah. And then 
I'm going to come back because she's going to call me back in two weeks because it's going to mm. break in two weeks. Yeah. So if you recommend somebody. Yeah now, my, yeah. yeah, now my words on it. Now it's like, like nigga, you my boy. like, And yeah. that's my folks right there. Like, nigga, don't, yeah. don't treat her like you're going to treat everybody else or whatnot. I understand you in it to make money, but like. This my peoples. He gonna be yeah, like, actually come fix it. Yeah. yeah, he be like, all right, let me tell you, this is what's wrong. I could do a quick patch, and then it'll last you three months, or I can fix it, fix it. So yeah, yeah. I, I definitely give, I definitely slide that to you. You know. So what's your worst travel experience? Worst travel experience. Uh, oh, one time I was driving up to Chicago for Christmas, and there was a. Ooh, two worst travel experiences. Okay. okay. <laughs> One time I was driving up to Chicago for Christmas, and this is when my uh, third child, my Kennedy, that's my goon. If ever y'all go on my Instagram, y'all going to see. So my four kids, I got the king, that's my oldest, my ace, that's my first girl, my goon, that's like my twin. She's like me with long hair. She's up at uh, Tennessee State now. And then I got my heir, which is my uh, my little guy at Westlake or whatnot. But... Goon oh, was, that's so cute. Yeah, Goon was just born. So we driving up Chicago, snowstorm, whatnot, yada, yada, yada. In Tennessee, like, this is when, like, all the roads is iced. And I'm in a, um, I rented, like, a Durango or some shit. I forget. Mm-hmm. But driving, and I done made that trip a hundred times before. Yeah. This time, we're doing, like, 30 miles an hour max all the way up there. Hit an ice patch, spun out. Wow. Boom. Fell it. Went into a ditch or whatnot. And the reason I remember it, Kennedy was laughing because she's in her car seat. She's like, ah, <laughs> like just laughing and shit. And me and her mom just Jeez. sitting there like, yo, we're sitting in this ditch yeah. in a fucking snowstorm with kids in the car. Like, like what the hell? So yeah. it made it the worst because that was a 24 hour trip to get to Chicago, which usually if I'm driving, it usually takes 10 to 12 hours mm-hmm. at most. So, so twice the amount of time. Twice the and amount. And ended up in a ditch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, back then, like, I was a young renter, so, like, all that shit's on your credit and all that. Yeah. And I'm just like, nigga, just get us out this ditch. Just keep us yeah. moving. Family was like, just get a hotel. And I'm like, I want a hotel in Tennessee. I want to go home. Yeah. So, that was one of the worst ones. And I think ice just made, made them the worst. Because, like, the second one that was the worst, I didn't go anywhere. I was coming from work when we had Snowmageddon in February mm-hmm. of 2014 and it took me 10 hours it took me 10 hours because I was working in Alpharetta what? and yeah so left the job got on the expressway thinking I'm gonna find a shortcut mm-hmm. I ended up on Northside Drive and I went down this hill and I went up the other side and there was a car blocking so I backed down the hill turned my car mm-hmm. around tried to go back up the way I came lost my traction all of a sudden, you hear this little white girl screaming like, oh, God, daddy, no. So I'm like, oh, my God, I'm about to hit <laughs> <What>? somebody. <laughs> this is the worst. I should have stayed at work. I should have stayed nice at home. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> and so my car was just sliding back. She's screaming. And luckily, my car was going so slow and it was on some ice that mm-hmm. her dad was just back at the back of my car. And he just pushed my car over to the side. Really? Yeah, he pushed it up. So now I'm thinking like, all right, I'm stuck at the bottom of this hill. I got a bottle of tequila in the trunk. And I got like a quarter tank of gas. So I'm going to let my car run, turn it off. So I don't freeze to death. And I'm going to yeah. drink this tequila and stay warm. And <laughs> ended up. Yeah, yeah. I had a plan. I had a plan. I didn't like it, but I had a plan. So yeah. started drinking tequila or whatnot. And his wife comes outside and is like, well, you can't stay in the car. And I'm like, uh, well, 
what am I supposed to do? And yeah. You know what? I'm from up north, so like we're looking at everybody who's like, yo, fuck as you want. Yeah, yeah right? <laughs> fuck as you want. They, yeah. they literally let me and I'll never forget them. Their name was, uh, they're the law family. It was Ty Law and somebody else. Mm-hmm. But they let me in the house. Their little daughter whittled some little bracelet for me like, hi, I made this. And Aww. I was like, oh, thank you. After and, you almost killed her. Yeah, I know. After I almost <laughs> killed her dad and everything. So, like, it, I mean, the end of it wasn't the worst because spent the night at their house. Finally got pulled up the hill. Somebody came through with a Jeep, pulled my car up the hill. Mm-hmm. Made it back to the south side, and I was stopped at Waffle House because Waffle House was open. Of course, I was like, I need some food. (laughs) Waffle House was open. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I stopped at Waffle House, then made it home. So, yeah, my two worst trips had to deal with snow, and I was like, Mm -hmm. fuck. Yeah, but nothing nothing, nothing out of town was was bad. Like I said, I I take everything with a grain of salt, man. Like, I'm real easygoing and chill. It's like... The worst somebody can tell me is no. People are really up in arms right now, like on TikTok, about girls' trips to Miami. And it's a lot of trips where girls obviously go down there, their friend is broke, or they meeting up with somebody new, (coughs) content creator or whatever. And I'm sharing these videos because I obviously want to talk about it on my travel podcast. But my friends are like, why would you meet someone new and um why would you you know you could tell when someone's vibe is off when a friend brings one of their friends that you don't know and i was like look none of that matters we're here to split this airbnb first of all i'm trying to save some money second of all if the vibe is off i can go do my own thing i'm gonna make the best out of this trip regardless of anything i'm paying my hard-earned money that i go to work for Right. To enjoy myself. I'm not paying my money to be miserable and argue with anybody. Right. So I can remove myself, come back, stay in this Airbnb. That's it. I'm going to find the best out of every trip. You got to, man. You got every to. trip. You Like I said, man, you only get one time around this thing. Like, we, we don't know what the other side looks like. But right. while we're on this side right here, right now, instead of me sitting, it takes me too much energy to be mad and upset. Like. Not saying it's not. It's a very valid emotion. If you don't use that emotion, yeah, you'll bottle sure. it up and go crazy. No, you got to so, feel yeah, all your emotions. Feel it, go through it, but then at the end of it, just kind of be like... Just don't sit in it too long. Like, get through it. Exactly. And if I'm on somebody's beach or somewhere where I can't understand the language unless I pull up Google Translate, then... I'm going to have fun doing that. Yeah. Instead of being like, <laughs> yeah. this motherfucker came with no fucking money. Well, fuck yeah. it. They came with no money. They yeah. came with no money. Okay, it, we here now. Yeah, we here. What kind of liquor you want? Yeah, yeah. is it, it going to hurt me? No. I'll, I could sit here and be mad or I could be, or I could learn a lesson. The other yeah. thing I always say is, like, I call everything, and it's, it's going to end up being another tattoo, but I call everything wins and lessons. There's no losses, just wins and lessons. Ooh. That being said, I like that yeah. a lot. That being said, no matter the cost, no matter the cost, if it's not a win, then it's just a lesson. So mm-hmm. if if the cost of the lesson was this motherfucker ain't paid their way, well, what's what's the lesson in my? I'm head? probably not traveling with them no more. That's there it. it. Yeah, like yeah, it's that simple. All right, you got it. But, but why am I finna be mad right now in this moment? I'm on a beach. Exactly. See, I'm on vacation. We there. We there. Ski. Yeah. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? I'm gonna have fun. Exactly. Whether anybody else like it or not, whether I could be mad, but I'm gonna have fun. 
gonna have fun, goddammit. If I gotta curse everybody out, we gonna have fun. Exactly, exactly, man. Hey. All right, so let's uh talk about some kids' topics because you got four of them. <laughs> oh shit, four of them, no more of them. <laughs> <laughs> I, help me, give me some advice for the teenagers because I'm about sick of this shit. Um, and it's just the teenage attitude just started. So, first off, did you see the video I made about my refrigerator? I didn't um, know what happened. What? My son came and took my refrigerator without asking and put it in his room. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over here trying to record a podcast. I'm like, wait, I go in his room. He got the whole refrigerator. Tell me, I don't use it. Oh, it don't matter. It. It's mine. Oh, I got one little bitty bottle. In there, it don't matter. It's my refrigerator. If I don't want to use it, well, well, honestly, everything is yours. Everything. Like, uh, yeah, I don't you know the cheap and bottle washer. So, <laughs> nah, so with oh, kids, yeah, first kids. off, I must say that my child's mother, one, I would never call her a baby mama because I think that's um, I think that's disrespectful or whatnot. But uh-huh. my child's mother. Excellent job. You want some Sprite? Yeah, I take some. Okay. A little swig. But yeah, so we definitely couldn't do that without each other or whatnot. So the teenage years. Yeah, any of the years. So like, one, you have to have a great partner. If you got a great partner, the shit gets exponentially easier. Okay. I can't speak of it. I can't speak to it from the side of a woman or whatnot. But I can speak to it from my side and knowing that I literally had a great partner. And even in our divorce, we're still friends. Yeah. And like one thing that we would say, like even when we were still because we got divorced, uh, we got separated 2020, Mm -hmm. divorced in like 2021 or whatnot. Okay. But even in a divorce, what we would tell our kids is that like, you know, we might not have made it, but we still your parents. Oh, that's We a team. So. (laughs) And so yeah. we had that we had that connection. So with that connection, that makes everything exponentially easier. That being said, she was the um, as a team. Um, I won't say I'm the disciplinarian. Disciplinarian. She's a good cop, and you're the bad cop. Yeah, because it's like, all right, now don't let me tell your father. Like, it's funny because you gotta you gotta figure out your kids' personalities, like. Some kids could take a whooping and keep it moving. Other kids, they're more yeah. they're more hurt in the fact they disappointed you. Mm-hmm. And once you figure that out about your children or whatnot, then you work with yeah, them. Yeah, with my son went like when he was smaller, the whole whooping phase, I didn't have to do that. Like all I had to do was bring out you want me to go get my belt? He'll Man. straighten up and he'll just go do it. But it's kids that actually need to ask whoop. But my kid wasn't one of them. My little girl my uh my oldest girl, my oldest girl to my youngest boy, they'd take a they'd take a lick and keep on moving like <laughs> like yeah all right, let's get let's do the whipping and get this shit over yeah. with. like and he'd be like all right something else gotta happen yeah. <laughs> like, fuck so because like now it's the phone if I threaten to take the phone it's just the end of the world catastrophe the controller end of the world whatever. Mm. But if I be like, you in trouble or why'd you, I mean, he don't care. It's mm. not, you know. Mm. And I had my, I had my kids young, like super fucking young mm. or whatnot. So oh, yeah, 28 year old. Yeah, honestly. I, I can't even do the math with that. He grew up with me. 
He <laughs> literally, like, he literally grew up Aww. with me. So it was like, it was like I. The reason I tell, I say he's the king, or like mm-hmm. he's, and not like like when strippers be like he's my king, blah blah blah. I, don't, I ain't saying it like that. Nothing wrong with strippers. I love oh, strippers. I'm about to get to that in a second. I love strippers. Nothing wrong with that, but <laughs> not calling him a king and like he's the king, but just like knowing that me and him, we literally grew up together. Like, like one of the things that I tried not to do was I tried not to be a hypocrite. Mm-hmm. Like it's so funny because I would always think in the back of my mind, I'd be like, my kids can never do more than what I did because I'm looking at them grow up and like they had already passed benchmarks where it was like, yo, by this age, I was already doing X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, they didn't do that. I'm like, when? (laughs) (laughs) And since, since, since none of them made me a grandpa, like sad to say, one of my main goals was like, please don't make me a grandpa before I'm 40. That is a huge goal. As soon as I made it to 40, and I'm like, oh, I'm still sitting here. Because I'm dropping off. I'm the uh, date chauffeur, and that's the whole thing I was thinking about in the car was, damn, damn, (laughs) this could happen any second. It bet not. Hey, you know what? (laughs) The only thing you got to lean on at that point is you hope that the lessons you instilled in them, you hope they they take it to heart or whatnot, but- at the end of the day, like the other thing I told my children, I don't care where you go. As long as I'm alive and I got breath in my lungs, mm-hmm. this is home. So you can go out, you can go out into the world, you can fall flat on your face, but you ain't gonna fall flat on your face and be homeless. Yeah. You ain't gonna fall flat on your face and have nowhere to go. So like like I said, my ex my ex let me keep the house in the divorce and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And it's a five bedroom house. I got room for now, I ain't got room for vagrants and no shit like that, but <laughs> I, I definitely like got, <laughs> I definitely will always have room for no matter where my children go. If Your they babies. need, yeah, if they need to be like, you know, I got to come back here and regroup. Like, and for art, for blacks, you know. Oh, I'm not putting my son out of 18. Thank I'm not doing you. that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm not doing I that. I hate hearing that. And I don't cause. understand. I, I understand where it came from because the slave mentality and, you know, Jim Crow. And then all of a sudden overnight, we're expected to live a certain way uh-huh. with no lessons on credit. They didn't teach our grandparents shit. They didn't teach our grandparents mental health. None of that shit. Yep. So, you know, that happened. It's like, I don't know what to do, but you need to be an adult because I had to be an adult real fast. And I had to learn real quick. Mm-hmm. How the you know people was you know, oh my video stopped. Oh shit! They were you know building houses from scratch and shit you know mm-hmm. at very young ages and they having these kids and they're just like okay now you got to go do the same thing and it's like well I don't I'm not forced under the same circumstances like you were. Right, right. And yeah. then that's our parents. That's the crazy part. I'm describing our parents and so. They did the same thing to us. And yeah, we're really like, yeah, I'm not doing that. Yeah, it's up to us to like, okay, it stops right here. Yeah. yeah. We're going to take a quick break real quick because our video stopped. Uh, once again, <laughs> you know, this is G4 Rockstar. We were here with Trey Sheree. Your best DJ impression. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, it ain't no space on the memory card. Oh, see, we got a download. Ain't no space on the memory card. She's going to cut some of this stuff. 
These the outtakes. Um, it was my old video that I did. These the outtakes, y'all. Hey now. Yeah, I can um edit this out. Oh yeah, I got a lot of stuff I needed to do. Golly. It's fun, I fuck with you. Oh yeah, no, I love doing this. Okay, we should be good now. I just don't know if we're going to get the um, video in the same spot, but... Shit, it's cool, man. We hit five, four, three, two, and we're back. Like, just so y'all know, we had to cut shit. Look, five, oh, yeah, four, three, two, and we got the camera back in the same spot. Purple wall. Purple wall in the face. Shotty, we in the trap. Don't don't believe us, Shotty. Don't do that. We gentrifying over here. We is gentrifying <laughs> over here. I I like that I'm buying back my block. Like so if you don't if you're not a um listener to the podcast, my mom she don't even know where I live. And she live in the West End. She mm. has been in the streets for 35 years, mm. on and off drugs. Mainly it's alcohol. Okay. And it's not her. Okay. It's the people that she would bring around. So that's why she don't know why I live. But because that neighborhood took, you know, her life, I feel like I'm I'm gonna buy back the block as little as I can. Nice. Instead I, of letting them do it. That being said, like so how does how does addiction make you operate when cause like addiction made me I ain't gonna say it made me shy away from everything or whatnot, but like knowing that I saw addiction in my family and knowing how like like alcoholism for mm-hmm. one for one thing would make me be like, all right, I gotta watch my intake. Like I know I'm drinking tequila right now, oh but there have been days where I just be like There are times that the next day I think that I'm my mom. Mm. There are times that I'm so hard on myself the next day. Mm, but okay. and then the other dark side of that there are times where I realize everyone around me, it'd it be some friends that, and they've cleansed themselves. It's, they're not around me now, but mm-hmm. um, two to three people to be exact that I can think of that when they were sober, yeah, I realized that they were going through withdrawal. Mm-hmm. I, kn- yeah. I know the signs of withdrawal. Right, and right. I'm like, I can't even have a conversation with you. You're angry. Mm. On Tuesday morning at eleven thirty-seven a.m. Why are you angry? <laughs> Why are you angry? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, um, and also another dark side. I attract people that are broken, mm. and it took me years to really admit that. But and there's not really a fix for that. That's just the life that you know. This you know, reincarnation life that we were just talking about. This is the life that I have right now. So, so you want to know what's funny about that? Um, one thing that's funny about that is, so I go to therapy. Therapy is great. Everyone should have a therapist on I speed do dial. Too. <laughs> so hopefully, I have my therapist on the podcast one day. It is no longer taboo. I love my therapist. I be going about off Columbia Road. Or Columbia Drive mm-hmm. over in Decatur on the east side, okay. and I visit him religiously. That's my guy right there. But one thing that he taught me 
and listening to what you said is when we attract certain people, sometimes we are attracting uh, we're attracting what we saw in ourselves or what we were what we were missing from ourselves. So if we like mm-hmm. understand that more, we're able to change the we're able to change the trajectory of it. Like okay. so for me, um, for example, like I said, I'm very friendly, very open. You know, I never met an enemy. If right. it is an enemy, then I just put them as an acquaintance. Like, oh, yeah, I know of such and such. Yeah. But like it got to a point where it's to a point where you'd hear some of my friends be like, oh, that's my Greggy. That's my Greggy. You know, this, that and third. Yeah. So it's kind of like they take ownership of me. And he asked me, he said, why do you think they take ownership of you? And I tried to think of it like objectively and i was just kind of like maybe because i'm super nice i don't know he's like Mm -hmm. no it's actually you taking ownership of them he's like Mm -hmm. it's you grabbing on to whatever i felt like i was missing as i was growing up so Mm -hmm. like me other truth about me or whatnot abandonment issues Mm -hmm. motherfucker leave me i fucking I don't look crazy. Huge abandonment trauma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when people flake on me or change their mind. Oh my God. I I have to stop myself from entering a depression. Like I have to literally, now yes. I know how to address it and yes. I will make different plans immediately mm, because, yeah. and I, I have uh, habitual flakers too. So when I know <laughs> that I make plans with them. <laughs> When I know I make plans with yeah. them, I make other plans just in case they flake because yeah. they have no idea how hard that hurts me internally. Like, yeah, we don't we don't show. Oh it. my god, like it's terrible. Like, so I have to immediately make other plans. Yeah, like, no, no, I I totally understand it, and it's terrible because we don't show it because uh, we are always brought up to if we show weakness, then it's a if we show vulnerability and it's a weakness or whatnot, and not so only that, show it to them it's whatnot. such a severe issue that we had to deal with as children every day. Mm-hmm. So you just have a high tolerance. Your cup is full. You're very strong at you know twelve years old. Like mm-hmm. you're a very strong individual, and then you know you just get stronger and stronger. So you don't bring up what you think is petty in the moment, right. but in actuality, it's killing you on the inside. <laughs> now that that flaking shit, it hit me. Y'all pass the collection plate because she done said a word right here. <laughs> no, you said something with the uh, how your therapist said the Greggy thing, right? That mm. was me for a while, and when I started changing was right before I got a therapist. This is when I said I need to get a therapist because I'm becoming self-aware. So 2018, about 2020, I got a therapist in 2020. Mm -hmm. But 2018, I started making subtle changes where Mm -hmm. it's kind of me and it's about me and it's me being more self-aware. I couldn't vocalize what you just said, though. Mm -hmm. And so I started noticing stuff like that. And I'm like, why are you saying you love me? Mm -hmm. I don't know you like that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and so I started kind of losing people around 20 into 2019 yeah. until about 2021. I started losing people because of that. I released that ownership. Like, mm. you know, um, those are just words. I'm going to separate myself from that because, mm. you know, mm-hmm. but yeah, now my therapist says something similar to that. So we're on oh. the same page. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Look out. Oh, we on the same page. Oh, but I just learned something about you. That's dope. You made it through. Oh, yeah. Hey, man. The other thing, if you look at my Hinge profile, 
It'll say. <laughs> I know, right? Keep learning shit. My Hinge profile, one of the things that gets a whole bunch of hits, and I promise you I don't do it for pussy, y'all. I not do this for pussy. Okay, what is it? Like, I just do it because, like, I'm... The two things I struggle with is being too far open and too far closed. So I'm like trying to find a comfortable medium. And yeah. saying that, one of the things on my Hinge profile is healing is a continual process. No one is ever, ever fully healed. So, ever. So in saying that, like. That comes with a lot of pussy. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you did it for. That's what no, you did. No, 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 no. No, I, I get it. Because it's never ending. Right. It's you, never ending. Yeah, the only thing you can hope for is that I'm healed to a point where when I do meet you, I'm not projecting my traumas mm. on you. So, like, I'm, like I said, I'm never, you'll never meet me where I'm like, yo, I'm fully healed. I can take this, that, and the third. You'll never meet me at that point. Yeah. But, uh, I think our camera turned off again, but either way it goes. I don't know what this is about? Yeah, you'll never ever meet me at that point. You'll only meet me at you'll only meet me at the point where it's you know I've healed enough to whatever interactions we have. Right. You know it'll be what it is, and I can take it. So hinge profile. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, learn something. I've learned a lot about you. <laughs> In this city, <laughs> I don't like Hinge. Shot is gonna be on the outtakes. Let me tell y'all, because when I first saw <laughs> Tracery, I was like, "Hey, how you doing?" She's like, "Nigga, if you don't get away from me." And I, I, don't <laughs> I don't do that. But you see why my boundaries are so. Tough. Oh yeah. You just learned that about me. Oh, yeah. I, I can't let everybody in, and I do have a face and a body that says, "Hey, come talk to me," <laughs> and I'd be like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh," because. You know, it's it's yeah. it's difficult. Yeah, I, I've let I people you. in that don't deserve to be in. And females, it's mainly women. Mm. It's mainly women that don't deserve to be in, and they. So what it is is now. Tell me if you agree with this. You attract people that need to be healed, and they come and they take your positive energy. You are a Virgo. I remember that. Yo. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Hey, wait. This is came like, yo, you are a Virgo. You are a Virgo. Yo. So, my whole thing about people coming in. So, one thing that I always think of. Um, if I give freely, I have mm-hmm. no problem with it. It's okay. the very moment that I feel like. I'm no longer giving freely. It's being taken mm. where the situation changes. It could be the exact same thing. So like real rudimentary example, if if I walk up to you and I'm giving you five dollars, like if I saw like you didn't have five bucks in your pocket for the coffee and I'm okay. giving you five dollars, I have no problem with it. I got five bucks. I give it to you. Okay. If this is the exact same situation where I walk up to you, Greg, give me five bucks. Well, you know, yeah. and and it's like, like what the fuck? Like right. I still have the exact same five dollars. I still won't hurt me one bit or whatnot. Right. But if it's being taken from me, that's You're when I it. yeah. And this five is going to turn into ten. Mm-hmm. Ten is going to turn into twenty. 
Yeah. Um, yeah so. I don't mind giving five from my heart. But right. you're asking for it. And this is just, I get it, it's just an example. Mm-hmm. So people aren't doing that literally. They're doing it figuratively. Right. So they're coming around taking $5 worth of your energy. Mm-hmm. Then they come and taking $10 worth of your energy. Mm-hmm. $20 worth of your energy. And then the moment that you say no, now you're the now you're mm-hmm. the bad person. The bad guy, yeah. And it's like, no, I just, I'm just, and I don't want to say protecting my peace. That's one of those that's one of those TikTok terms. No, it's not me protecting my peace. It's me. The other thing that I've learned is I can't pour from an empty cup. So there you go. If I'm trying I'm to pour, yeah. If I'm trying yeah. to pour from an empty cup, one, I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna be good enough for you because yeah. I'm pouring from an empty cup, and I'm also depleting from me, which mm. isn't gonna do me any good after you leave my presence. So yeah, yeah so no is very very powerful. And Man. I'm learning that no is very, very powerful. Learning how to say no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No with love. No with love. Because a lot of people think, oh, damn, you tell no, it's not that. It's just. Yeah. Mm-mm. Like, <laughs> I wish you well. I wish yeah, you love. I, but... I ain't got it right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's not in me. It's not going to happen right now. Yep. So let's go back to the lighter topic because you said something. You said strippers say. Um, this is my king. I sent you my tweet today. I sent you my tweet on Twitter. I said, because uh, somebody, you know, Twitter and Instagram, TikTok is triggering. Mm-hmm. Um, and triggering doesn't have to be, uh, oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Triggering doesn't have to be negative. It could just bring out very great podcast conversation that, you know, could touch other single moms, whatever. Right. So somebody said something about cutting grass. And I was like, man, because my grass need to be cut. Whenever I bring up cutting grass and I like to bring up awkward shit specifically to guys that want to talk to me. I like to bring up shit that I know men don't enjoy doing because it needs to be done. Right. Oh, you got a teenage son. He could do it. Mm. And it's like, okay, but if I was to post my son is my, my king, king, my son is my world, <laughs> y'all be like, oh, she doing too much. She doing. Mm-hmm. No, nah, that's not my son's job. I mean, I mean, it is to an extent. But why would I date a man to come into my house and watch my son cut the grass? I don't. And just to just to expound off that, I don't feel like your son should be the man of the house. Your son should be a man in the house. Wow. He should be a son. Yeah, he should, like, let him enjoy, like, why are we in such a rush to put responsibilities? That's why, even as I said, like, strippers like, yo, that's my king, that's my world, I still would feel a way about that because stop giving your son all those responsibilities. Not saying you should go out and look for a man to be the replacement or this, that, and the third, but... Let a kid be a kid. Let him yeah. let him grow on his own. Let him mature on his own. If at a certain point he says, Oh mom, let me help you with that, fuck it. Let him help you with it. But not I do believe that yeah. he should be learning how to do it. Oh, but yeah, I don't believe that a man should be saying to me, You have a teenage son, why can't he do it? Hey, you know what? That's a good way to weed him out. Golly. That's a good way to weed him out. Cause <laughs> even with me, so with me. So that should be a first date question. Like, how do you feel about cutting the grass while I have a teenage son? So here's the funny part. With me, if 
if I'm pursuing you and I'm like, man, I like her, I'm pursuing her, I'm liking her vibe, whatever, whatever, and she hits me with some random, nigga, I need my grass cut, whatever, whatever, <laughs> like, it's so and it's and every guy is different. Some guys will take that as an offense. Yo. I take it as I take it as an opportunity. So I'm just gonna say I'm gonna do what I do at my house. Yeah. I have a nigga to come out and cut my grass. If I <laughs> like literally free game. Yeah. If I free game for men out there. If I if I want to get out there now, I've grown up. I'm not ducking a hard day's labor or whatnot. But I've made it to a point in my life where. My time is yeah. My time is worth this. So yeah. if I want my time back, I'll pay somebody to come right. do it. So if my grass cutting guy, L dog, he's on Instagram and he'll probably love this I, once I, he I hears it. Instagram. Yeah. So so if I if I'm sitting here like I'm trying to get at you, you're like Greg, I need my grass cut. I'm not looking at you like you just looking to get something out of me. I'm looking at you like oh word cool. Yeah. Well, you know. If we blow hookah one day, maybe I feel like doing it. But if I don't feel like doing it, let me put you in touch yeah, with my homeboy. Yeah, and yeah. then at that point, if I feel like, you know, it ain't even tricking, like, because I know how much he charges to cut grass. Yeah. I'll be like, <laughs> yeah. if I feel like doing that to you just to show you that I am interested, then, hey, man, go cut up grass real well, quick. A few things yeah. about that. Cutting grass is a free date, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how I look at it. And I don't give out too many free dates i mean i have to get to know you mm-hmm. so cutting grass is an easy opportunity to spend time with me for free i mean the gas in the can is gonna cost maybe seven dollars to cut the grass and that's that. only because gas is high now. yeah if right. that but at the same time uh my friend carolyn and i did a date we do dating and relationship like the series on here whenever mm-hmm. i go to miami and we give our free game every now and then and that's a part of it um Random stuff like that, like you just said. I know a guy that cuts grass here. This like it's not that much money. Like for real, it's not. I had a yard in Henry County that I think was eighty dollars. That was three times this size. Mm. So I can't even imagine it being like fifty over here. Right. Like it's not that much money. And then you know I live in the hood, so it be niggas riding up and down the street on a lawnmower. Right, <laughs> you like, just stop hey, them real quick. Hey, $20 real quick. Hey, like, you just got to catch them. But yeah. like for that to be the first instinct of a guy to say that, it just always blows my mind. Like, Well, you, you literally just you literally just invented a qualifier for yourself where it's kind of like, mm-hmm. yeah. It, Can you cut my grass? Yeah. <laughs> and like literally but if, if you... The thing if, about it though, because I've been where you know where... Just work. We we had the same job, so mm-hmm. it's nothing for us to call a lawn guy, right? All right. So I didn't even think that that was a minimum. The bars in hell, first of all. <laughs> so I didn't know that that was even something. You know, I didn't know until it caught me off guard. Like six or seven people said that just in conversation. Like you got a teenage son, and I'm just like, wow. You know what it is? It's it's not even that you have a teenage son. It's more of them. Like a lot of guys from our generation come up thinking that chicks want something off of us, not realizing mm. that nigga, like I got as much as you have, if not more, you yeah. know, there are some doors that are closed for you yeah. because you're, you're a black man and they're scared of you that are still open for me where like we have to, we have to remove ourselves from the mindset of. Oh, she just trying to get something out of me or whatnot. To, yeah. All right, let me listen to you. Let me hear what you said about mm-hmm. that. Let me 
let me dissect it instead of me just yeah. instantly saying, oh, you got a son to do it. Like, that's yeah, that's, I think that's what Carol and I were saying on the podcast. But, yeah. you know, we're women, so we know how to vocalize it. It's a chance to listen and respond, essentially. Yeah. And what's what's going to be your best response out of that? Yeah, yeah that's, that's literally all it is. Like, like I said, it's weird as fuck finding joy in that journey. There's a joy in that conversation. Instead of me saying, instead of me sitting there, oh, that's a non-qualified. This bitch looking for money. Whatever, whatever. <laughs> ain't no chick looking yeah, for money to get her. Yeah, ain't that's no chick looking for money to get her grass cut. She's just looking grass, for, yeah. at that point, she's looking for if you're witty enough to yeah. to circumvent it. If you don't want to do it, how witty are you? And then if you fail both of those tests, then she knows that, all right. All right but see, I cheers, come from an era moving. of not having tests. So you said I not having to, tests. Yeah, like not not playing the games, not having tests. Like let's just get to know each other. But I feel you. I, I feel don't know. You. I think um, I think we both come from that not having test era. But it's I think we're so. Thing. I think we're jaded. I think a lot of <laughs> a lot of us are jaded. Like yeah. like one thing that you'll find out is that, and I know this is something with me as well. I have to. I have to very, very, I have to commit to not bringing in, like, okay, the best way to describe it is when I was, when I was a teenager, puppy love, oh, this is my girl, it's going to be forever, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I got hurt two times. Two mm-hmm. times I got hurt, the two times I got hurt turned me into a wolf. And, like, it turned me into a wolf into the, and to the point where I told my daughter when she was going off to college, my first one, mm-hmm. I said, baby, there's wolves out there. Yeah. Your daddy was a wolf. Yeah. Like, your daddy was, fuck them, make them a statistic. So, wait, so Don't daughter come. is the second oldest. Yep, she's a 24-year-old. Okay, the 28-year-old is, is my son. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and then my, so, my two daughters. So, let me ask you this. Did you tell him something different that you told her? Um, Luckily... Luckily for him, I so with my kids, I felt like the best way of raising them is to be honest with them and be honest of who I was okay. and let them make the decision for themselves or whatnot. Okay. So, no, I wasn't sitting up there like, like, yo, son, make sure you go out there, fuck everything, moving, blah, blah, mm. blah, because I already lived that life. Okay. So instead of me telling them, go do that, it was me saying, this is what I did. Yeah. This is what came about of it. Yeah. Do with that information what you will. If you mm-hmm. felt that was the right thing to do, cool. Yeah, cool. But if you felt like, Psh, Dad, I could be better than you. I ain't. Yeah. That's cool as well. So, yeah. So that that's how I looked at it. That's how I look at it when I'm raising. Because I'm such I'm a feminist, I can't teach my son that side. But at the same time, I'm such a feminist, so I have to teach him. You know. Um, open doors, but watch out for the chicks that's waiting on you to open the door too. They probably gonna be waiting on you, you know, to do this and do that. I oh, tell man. him like both sides, uh, but I I really primarily try to teach him about finances mm. because we so busy teaching kids. This is my biggest lesson that I teach my son. Um, in your twenties, chase the money. Mm-hmm. You chase the pussy all you want to. But your back and your knees gonna go out in your thirties, and if you broke when that happened, <laughs> you gonna be like, "Damn, I wish I chased the money." Ooh, so chase the me. money, the coochie is gonna come. I promise you. 
I teach him that in every single way. I know people think that everybody should have a whole phase and all that. No, no, no. Listen, I don't have no regrets about going to work and focusing on having a kid and doing all that in my 20s. You ain't never have a whole phase? No. Boo. I don't think I will. Boo. I don't know, man. Like these middle-aged women. These middle-aged women. I'm going to end up dead, Greg. I'll be fucking up people's names. <laughs> Look, I'll be, oh, like, be calling you David straight to your face. You could be like, who is David? Oh, shit. Damn, man. You ain't a whole face, man. Mm-mm. I don't know what the hell wrong with my camera today. Hey, y'all, her camera hate me. I told, her, <laughs> I told her I had a face great for radio or whatnot, but clearly it's hate me. But it's okay, though. I do want to And it's push-ups. not the memory. No, oh, no, we're gonna try it one more time. I'm just gonna press the record button and hope for the best. Mm. We just got uh talking about the uh, whole phase too, right? When yeah, nah. I mean, I ain't perfect now. Don't don't even say that. <laughs> but as far as uh, you know, having a basketball team of dudes and not. Yeah. And I don't I don't agree with that with guys either. Like you know, you're gonna get your heart broke. What are you going to do with that information? Like, you going to barbecue a meal, dude. Let's get this money. Let me, let me tell you about the, the funny thing about this whole phase stuff. And it took me. So I always tell a chick right now because, like, if I fuck with chicks right now, I tell mm-hmm. them, like, you have the perfect storm of a individual. You know, I of course, we start big up ourselves. But yeah. I, I feel real honest in it in that. I had my whole phase in college. Okay. I've been married. Yeah. I've been divorced. You got a I'm few not, chicks. I'm not one of the divorced people that's like, eh, fuck this, I'm never doing it again. Yeah. I know I'm getting married again. I oh, wow. know it. Yeah. So like yeah. I'm not afraid of it. Yeah. Uh my therapy, counseling, all that shit, my age. Like, so for you, that is interesting. Uh, it seems like you would have a harder time with the women that's out here right now. That's like, cash out me, daddy. Cash out me, city girls. Period. It, so the reason why it's not hard. Like, <laughs> the reason. So the reason why it's not hard is because I know what I want. I Are actually, you looking for a certain age range? Um, no, I'm looking for a certain vibe. And truth be told, it was just, toxic. it's not. It really not. It really isn't. Okay. Like truth be told, there is this one chick I was dealing with or whatnot that we recently. I don't know if we're on and I don't know what the fuck to call us or whatnot. She's okay. cool vibe, dope chick or whatnot. Never have anything bad to say about her or whatnot. This okay. that and third, but like because I'm so assured in knowing what I did right mm-hmm. and knowing what I did wrong, yeah, and Knowing that, like, some married men, you know, they get divorced and they're just like, then they try and go through their whole phase yeah. and they try yeah, and run yeah, through yeah, yeah, yeah. good people or whatnot. Yeah. So since mm-hmm. since I went to the AU and at that point it was like blinking and breathing, yeah. it was like fishing with dynamite or whatnot. <laughs> as I'm as I'm in the phase that I'm in right now, mm-hmm. I'm not chasing pussy. Yeah. I'm not. The only thing I'm chasing right now is my time back. Like when someone mm-hmm. asks me what is what does success mean to you? Success doesn't mean making two, three, four hundred thousand. You know, 
I'm six figures. Hey now. Yeah. I'm <laughs> yeah, right. I'm six figures, mm-hmm. but like the most important part to me is getting my time back. Yeah. In order the most important part to me is if you was like, Hey G, we about to go do such and such in Antigua next week. Instead of me saying I need to be like instead of me saying like, yo, I need six weeks to find the the cheapest fare or whatnot, mm-hmm. it's just it's all right, yo, let's get it. Let's do it right now. So like that defines success to me. Not not chasing pussy, not chasing so wait, you money. Could, you could do last minute trips like that. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I, it's the anxiety for me. Like it's, and I have coworkers that do that. They'll take like a last minute trip. For me, I need to know. Even if I don't plan it, I need to know. Like you know. Fuck that. I I don't need to plan it at all. Like I've planned this year because, like I said, I've moved from. I moved from, you know, being married, four kids yeah. to single. So this year was this year was very, very much planned out. But like this year, like I'm still trying to decide whether I want to go see the Javante Davis fight at the end of April or whatnot. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, I got, Las Vegas. Yeah. So outside of that, I know I'm about to hit South America again. I'm hitting Cape Verde. Are you a passport bro? I don't know what the fuck that means. Does that mean that like I, I don't like TikTok video about that that people men are mad at me. Let me tell you. Men are mad at me. So quick recap. A page called Passport Boys followed mm-hmm. me on TikTok. They was like him all my videos and I went and I looked at their shit. Cause obviously passport, ooh, let me go look. Mm-hmm. Oh, he just had nothing but negative things to say about black women. And so I'm like, wait a minute, is this a movement? What the fuck? So I'm clicking on the hashtags and it's a movement. Let's hate on black women, blah, blah, blah. Uh, come to find out, it's passport bros. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they go and they find their wife in another country because we're just angry black women. And yes. we're just, you know, our cool. nails are too long and, you know. That shit's corny as fuck to me. Yes, yeah. I've yes, I've met women from different countries, different yeah. cultures, whatever, whatever. But the reason that shit I think is, that that's cool. Date who you want to date. Fuck who you want to fuck. But why are you talking shit about black women on your way out? And, and you black. So the reason why I say that shit's corny to me is because, like, when I marry again, and like I said, I know I'm getting married again. I want somebody that understands what the fuck I went through or whatnot. I want somebody that... Mm, the struggle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, the struggle of being a black person in America. Yeah. Like, and I touched on that in the video, and people kind of skipped over that. Like, oh, no, you struggling. No, nah, we struggling. Nah, we struggling. Black people I, are struggling. I want to go home. I Americans home in like, general are struggling with the bullshit that they put on us. Yeah. But... Yeah, I want to come on and be like, man, babe, you know, X, Y, Z happened. I don't want Lupe saying, oh, <laughs> let me cook you fucking arroz con pollo. Right? No, I want, a, I want a girl that's like, babe, I get it. Like, yeah. you know, like massage my back. I put up with, quote unquote, yeah. a little attitude or Because if niggas yeah. is talking about, like, nigga, the only, reason a, the only reason a woman has an attitude with you is because... You're trying to pick and choose quotes from the Bible, like you you should be submissive, blah blah yeah, blah. Yeah, you're trying no. to fit her into it. Yeah, you don't have to do that if you. Or maybe she's struggling. Maybe she's going through some shit at work as a black woman, 
maybe she had a bad day. So, yeah. you know. Yeah, so like, yeah, that. It's a that. typical American shit. But the majority of the people that I know that, you know, end up and or looking for relationships or in relationships, they don't have attitudes. Like the typical, the typical person when they are around a man, they're nice. I'd be like, bitch, who are you? The thing that like, removes the thing that removes attitudes is proper communication, and that's on both yeah. ends. Yeah. Like, if I sit here, if me and you hypothetically were relationship bound, whatever, whatever. If I'm not forthright and honest with you and very communicative with you, then that leaves room for you to sit here. Question, doubt, yeah. all of that. Yeah. And that's what brings on that mm-hmm. quote unquote attitude. And like, ah, oh, she. No, yeah. nigga, just be communicative. Mm-hmm. Like, be yeah. upfront. So, like, the shit's like that whole, I guess that whole passport bro shit or black women, this, that. Nah, I, I really, really have a feeling that when. I do get married again. The woman that understands me is the woman that's from whatever city, USA, and she understands yeah. whatever struggle I've yeah. been through, and I understand that's dope, her. And that's beautiful. Yeah, so. And I've never, to be very clear, I've never been a hashtag black love person. Like, you find love wherever. Mm-hmm. But where they lost me in that movement is the whole. Let me talk shit about the black women because y'all like, wait, wait a minute. Cause your mama black and them, your daughter gonna be black. Them niggas that didn't get it don't matter it, it don't matter how light skinned she is, your daughter still gonna be black. So why are you talking shit? Like it's beautiful if you really love that person and vice versa if a woman goes, black woman goes and finds someone abroad. That niggas just don't beautiful. handle no well. That's all. Yeah, it's very beautiful. They they just don't handle no well. Like like I said, like yeah, you yeah, to see some of the comments. They was going in on me. I'm like, oh y'all mad? That shit. That shit's corny. <laughs> that shit's corny to Wait, me. Like, you a corny nigga? That's corny shit to me. Like, you just don't handle no well. And you looking for if you looking for a yes person, like I'm not looking for a yes person. I'm looking for somebody that'll challenge mm-hmm. my mental yeah. or whatnot. I'm looking for somebody. We can have where, fun together. Yeah, we yeah. can have fun together. We get. Uh, one thing, and I heard this. Ah, oh, it's crazy. We talking about black love. I heard this from a white couple. I don't know what the fuck job I was in, but mm-hmm. I just happened to be over their house and they were just talking. And the, I don't know if it was the woman or the man. They said to me, "If two people in a relationship agree on everything, one of them isn't needed." So, wow. that being said. I don't need you to agree with me on everything. I feel like one of them isn't needed and one of them isn't happy. And it's probably the same person. And then at at that point, now you're just covering. Yeah. You're just trying to cover shit up and you're trying to make it through and you're not addressing shit. But like, literally, if my girl agrees with me on everything... Why the fuck do I need you? I could just look in the mirror and talk to my fucking self. You know? I'm my my best yes man. Yeah, yes, so, bitch, you got this. Yeah, no, I, I'm not saying I want you to just come at me every single yeah. time, but like, <laughs> yeah. yo, have your own fucking mind so yeah. like we can literally talk about shit, yeah. you know? Yeah, so yeah, now nah, that that passport never don't include me in that shit. I, I don't have a passport. Okay, I'm a, fuck I'm a that. Scratch Greg name on the list <laughs> for passport bros. Yeah, fuck that. Okay, my last question. I need help with the teenage. Dating. Okay. 
I don't know. I, I was a chauffeur today mm-hmm. for my son on a date, and it was awkward. I don't feel like I'm old enough for this. I don't feel like I'm qualified. And the only thing you can do, (laughs) one, we have no control over anyone else, whether it be our Mm. children, our lovers, our co-workers. We have no control over anyone else. The only thing we have control over is what we instill in them. And if you feel as though you're confident, if you're confident in yourself enough to know that you instill the right values in your son, mm-hmm. whatever the fuck happens, happens. Not saying that like, you know, you're not saying, yo, yeah, baby, go out there, do whatever. Yeah, yeah. Make me grandma. No, you're not, not saying that. But you're saying, Lord Jesus. Yeah, like one one thing I used to always Ooh, tell my kids, one thing I used to always tell my kids whenever they would leave my presence or whatnot, mm-hmm. like I would tell my daughter, I would say, all right, be smart, be safe. Yeah. I can't tell her who the fuck. I can't tell her. Because like I said, like I said, when I was young, I was, you know, I'm fucking at 15, blah, blah, blah. I'm doing yeah. I'm doing drugs. I'm, doing, I'm just <laughs> yeah. the most ignorant motherfucker. Yeah. Mom, I hope you don't see this. Yeah. But I'm one of the most <laughs> ignorant motherfuckers at, you yeah. know, 14 and 15. Yeah. And so because I don't want to be a fucking hypocrite in that shit mm-hmm. is the only thing I can say to my kids is like, yo, be smart, be safe. Yeah. Make better, de- make better choices, make better decisions. As long as you do that. And then whatever your belief is, you give it to the, you give it to God. You're like, okay. yo, please keep my child safe. You okay. know, let my child know, like my child, my children always know I'm a phone call away. Mm-hmm. I will drive to Nashville right now. Right. If my daughter called me right the fuck now, I'd be like, all right, Tracy, I got to go. <laughs> yeah. Let me refill the motherfucking infinity. <laughs> I'm to Nashville. So, like, the only thing you can do in raising a teenager is hopefully that as you were raising them, you instilled all the lessons you learned from mom and dad. You instilled the, you instilled the things that you learn them from mom and dad, but you know you want to do it different. Yeah, you I hope that, that he's watching because yeah. for sure we are very great examples. Um, not only are we great examples for like what to do with working and discipline, working mm-hmm. out, we both work out all of that shit, but um, we're great examples of what not to do. Oh, they're watching. Yeah. Whenever we think they're not watching, they're always watching. And they and teenagers are the worst. And giving their parents kudos. They are the worst. (laughs) Like, I literally had a come to Jesus moment with my youngest. And it was just on some old, it was very random. But I like, after, afterwards, I called him. I was like, son, like, I called my teeny little super guy, but he's like six foot four. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you're my teeny little super guy. But like, in this moment, you was dad superman Mm -hmm. or whatnot. But you never know what you instilled in your children. Until the day comes when they show you, like, oh, y'all were listening. So that's all you can do is just have faith in that. Okay, whatever I said or whatever I did or whatever I showed, it happens. And if your kid ain't been in jail or no shit like that, (laughs) then you be like, all right, I'm doing something right. You've been living here for a minute, so he he ain't out there selling no water. There it is. Yeah, I, I, you know, pat myself on the back. There you go. Yeah. (laughs) There you go. Pat yourself on the back. You're doing it right. All right, we're going to go to karaoke. Y'all heard that. We about to go to karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to yes, go to karaoke. Sir. We're going to end this. 
Yeah. And yeah. Uh, thank you for coming to sit with me and talk. Oh, yeah. Anytime. Y'all might see a part two, you know, because like this right My here. My guests was, do return. This so, right yeah. here was real like freestyle. We didn't even know <laughs> what the fuck we was talking about. But yeah, it was, either way real. it goes, like I said, my name is Greg. Instagram. G, the number four, R-O-K-K-S-T-A-R. Go ahead, follow me on that shit. If y'all got any events coming up and y'all need a DJ, I do DJ. I don't charge Kingsonier. Kingsonier, you gonna do that? I play Mexican shit too. Bad Bunny, Bar Mitzvah, Uh, Hava Tequila, Hava. (laughs) We do all that shit. So let it be known. But yeah, we about to sign out on this motherfucker. We about to go get our motherfucking karaoke on and everything. Free promo to Hip and Hops on the east side. Um, Best Tuesday night spot in Atlanta. Can't wait to see this. All right. right. Love y'all. Bye. Thank y'all for listening. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.